ChatGPT is so exciting, but it's really early days. As far as applications to HR, until you probably close the data, because you're not going to get your HR rules and policies <laughs> from ChatGPT, you know, like no. the, the crazy stuff it is in there, like that's just not going to happen. But if you can close that data field and use ChatGPT, I mean, it'll, it'll be the best HR administrator out yeah. there. And no one wants to do that work. You know, no one wants to be on the end of a help desk for yeah. HR. No. Telling people how to log in. You know, no. like, you just want ChatGPT to take it. Welcome, 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 everyone, to Talent Experience Live, your weekly look at everything that you need to know from talent acquisition to recruitment to talent management to HR and everything in between. Uh, we here at Phenom love to say that this is the greatest show on the internet. Um, if you disagree, let us know in the comments section. But so far, no one has commented otherwise. I am your host, Devin Foster. And because no one's commented otherwise, this is the greatest show on the internet. Of course, today's icebreaker is obviously tonight is the NFL draft. And today we are talking on this program about creating a holistic workforce, which I think is what all 32 well, 31, because the Dolphins don't have a draft pick tonight, but what all 32 teams in theory are trying to do every April um, that the NFL draft comes around. So my question for you at home is, are you watching the NFL draft? And if so, what's your favorite team? Who are you rooting for? Um, in case you may be new to the program, I'm a Jets fan. I'm rooting for the Jets tonight. Um, and I'm hoping that we create a holistic workforce with some of our new assets, um, which segues us to our topic today. Uh, the future of work is obviously driven by technological advancements, shifting demographics and changing societal attitudes. As a result, organizations are rethinking approaches towards workforce management and adopting more holistic views that consider the well-being of employees um, alongside traditional metrics of productivity and profitability. Jennifer Thomas chimes into the comment section there. She says, there is not a chance that she is watching the NFL draft tonight. John Ryle chimes in and says he is tuning in to watch the Denver Donkeys, a uh, new expansion team this year. Um, either way, Jen, I, I want to let you know that every team is going to be working working to create a holistic workforce. And also, Jen, while I have you, uh, it was requested in one of the comments on LinkedIn that we wish a very happy birthday to L. So happy birthday to you, L. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you get to stay up late and watch the NFL draft. Uh, but today, we're not talking about the NFL. I would love to. I could talk about it for hours. We are talking about creating a holistic workforce, and we're discussing the importance of creating a work environment that really supports employees, um, not just from a work perspective, but also physical, emotional, and really social well-being. And I had the privilege a few weeks ago of sitting down with Mark Condon of Quantum Work. He is the managing partner in Fountain of Quantum Work, or excuse, not Fountain, Founder, excuse me, Mark, I apologize, Founder of Quantum Work. And we had a fantastic discussion about this. We actually had the conversation at I Am Phenom, uh, and we talked a lot about some of the technology that was spoken about at the event, as well as really what the future of work looks like and how 
the holistic approach is truly going to be the only way to go about it. So without any further hesitation, uh, hopefully you enjoy this next bit. And here is myself and Mark chatting about creating a holistic workforce. Welcome, everyone. I am here with Mark Condon of Quantum Work Advisory, a co-founder and managing partner. Uh, welcome to the program. Oh, How are thank you? you? Yeah, I'm great. Yeah. How are you doing this morning? I uh, it's been a morning. <laughs> it, it has been a morning, but I am I'm alive and happy to be here chatting I'm, with I'm, you. I'm happy to be here too. Awesome. Let's awesome. have some fun. Let's do it. So I. Typically, on this show, we have a lot of folks who are based in the U.S. and things along those lines. So I have to ask you, uh, you're you know, working here, you're at I Am Phenom. What was your journey to, to getting to the United States and, yeah. and, and working in HR? I'll, I'll do the short version. Okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a long one. But uh, <laughs> I actually lived in the U.S. Uh, around 2000. So I lived in Boston. and, and uh, but uh, So I don't know where it started, but uh, that was part of it. But uh, this time around... The, my company was was bought, uh, acquired. So I was living in Singapore for about eight years. I'm Australian, if you pick yeah. up the accent. So, uh, uh, but yeah, so Aussies travel a bit. And yeah. So I'm one of those. And uh, yeah, I came over in 2015. So okay. I've been here uh, nearly eight years. Yeah. And do you love it? Are you looking? Oh yeah, that? no, it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's a crazy place. I love it. There's highs and lows, but no, I, I you, you never get an opportunity like this uh, anywhere else in the world. Yeah, and now you're in the the birthplace of the United States. Ah here yeah, in Philadelphia. yeah. Well, I lived just two hours away in uh, Maryland, so okay. I drove here. Um, yeah, it's a cool place. Uh, interesting story. Quick yes, one. Of course. I stayed in a hotel uh, in Philly, and we saw all these little dogs. Mm -hmm. It was a dog-friendly place, and they were having a pug convention. They had like 50 pugs. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. That is, is surreal. And I know there's, there's always the joke of, of folks who look like their dogs. I'm sure you, you've heard that before. Uh, I can't imagine the crowd that was in the hotel. Were all, that's like the they were all, like, pugs were dressed up. Oh. And had little, like this, they were obsessed. But they were so cute. It was, it was cool anyway. Hopefully, I Am Phenom lives up to that conventions last maybe, maybe. Right. no it's been great it's been great maybe more dogs next year yes yeah. yes please we will work on that i'll let our events manager know um but let's let's get into it so um obviously excited to talk about quantum work a little yep. bit for, for the folks at home who may be you know viewing online can you give us a quick little elevator elevator pitch yeah me? sure uh so quantum work advisory is a is a new york consulting firm we uh we started up a couple of years ago my my bosses said we need a consulting business and that was the brief. And then we did some work, and I'll talk to you about maybe in a minute. And yeah, we set up an advisory and services business. So okay. we, we provide advice on um, technology and also capability around talent acquisition, extended workforce, talent management, and we implement technology as well. So, you know, Phenom's one of our you know, greatest partners. So, yeah, we really love it. Absolutely. That's awesome. I mean, it is great to have conferences like this and talk about all of the fantastic things that Phenom can do. But when it comes to, I mean, we all have those struggles with our iPhone or Android, yep. getting it to work sometimes, it takes a little bit of expertise. That's yep. why Apple has geniuses yep. and we have iPhones in all of our, our yep. pockets, right? Yep. Um, but I, I, one thing you mentioned there was that your, your bosses said, we need a consultant firm. Yeah. Why did you feel the need for yet another consultant? Yeah, it's a good question, you know. That's probably a crazy thing to do, but uh, we, we did some research. We came up with a, did some research and just listened to the market. So we're, I'm obsessed with design thinking and you know listening to, to the market, and there was a gap. 
you know, I think the big four and the other consulting firms, they're great companies, they have great people, you know, great friends there. Uh, but there's a gap and there's domain expertise around talent acquisition, talent management, particularly an extended workforce in particular. Is, it's quite specialised yeah. and, uh, you know, generally the other consulting companies, you know, they're not ex-recruiters, they're not ex-operational people, they're smart people but they're generalists. Mm -hmm. So it was, a, it was sort of the intersection of domain expertise, I've got nearly 30 years in the industry, and uh, user, so if somebody said, what are we? I'd say we're a design company. Okay. So that's more important to me than this thing called consulting because mm -hmm. it gives us a framework to explore the market and listen to it. And technology, we're obsessed with technology yeah. and experiences. So those were the creating great experiences through technology with people um, and having great domain expertise. And the fifth one is, We've, we're very lucky. I'm part of a $16 billion company and they fortunately let us do our thing, um, which is great. Um, but it's just, they're the largest privately held human capital company in the world. Yeah. So it just made sense. I, I love that approach. And it's it's probably for a different reason than, than you're expecting. So I come from a background of campus recruiting yep. and I've gone to the big universities and I can tell you this, the big four have the longest lines of prospective employees or, mm. or graduating students. And I used to go up and poach them and be yeah. like, hey, you're waiting in line. Can I talk to you mm, about the yeah. company that I'm here representing yeah. right now? Um, but I love that. You, you talked about purpose, the technology aspect. Obviously, we're here at I Am Phenom. And today we're talking about a holistic workforce. So yep. Phenom focuses on really a, a holistic solution yep. to talent acquisition, talent management, and, and talent in general. Can you talk to me a little bit about a holistic workforce and what that means? Yeah, and that's what we love about Phenom is, is we share the same strategy and ideas about uh, covering the real estate, I suppose, of the workforce. Um, you know, so holistic, in the past it's been very separated and that's probably okay if your extended workforce is sort of 5 to 10% of your workforce. Yeah. You know, you sort of accept that's going to probably report to procurement. But now it's up to 50%. You know, if you include the contingent workers, your managed services, your services companies, your consulting companies, it, maybe it doesn't make any sense anymore. Mm -hmm. So I think holistically to look at that as an operating system between talent acquisition, talent management, extended workforce, your brand and your strategy, uh, and then that all culminates in the middle around a holistic and you can call it whatever you want. You can call it integrated workforce. You know, we call it total workforce management, universal workforce management. Yeah. But I think the point is all these components are not silos and yeah. they're very important to look at it holistically. So does that make sense? No, it, it makes complete sense. So I've I've been with Phenom for five years now. Yeah. I was not around during the iMomentous days, which yeah. is how the company was founded. Yeah. And people looked at them crazy when they yeah. said, hey, folks are going to start applying to jobs on their mobile phones. Your yes. career site is not yes. optimized for that. Yeah. So I, we've grown into everything. And I, when, when you mentioned siloed approach, yeah. I remember seeing the slides that were a part of our POV years ago where ATS was separated from career site, yes. which was separated from CRM, which was separated from text and everything in between. So that makes sense. But I'm dating my experience a little bit at Phenom. This is something we were talking about years ago from turtle total workforce management and a holistic workforce is this a newer concept that has 
really mm. come to fruition or has it been around for quite a while? I think people have been talking about it for a long time, but I think it's been more the vendors looking yeah. at it because they look at it as doing the contingent and the extended workforce, maybe managing that together. That's really hard to break down the barriers between procurement and HR. So it hasn't really taken off. I think the where I think it's a, being looked at very differently mm -hmm. now. And it's it's looking at it as an integrated operating system that, yeah. that works together. And you get you need to look at the whole thing in view. Don't get me wrong, I think there is opportunities for the managed services firms to run both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I certainly do. But I think from a technology perspective, you need to enable it. And uh, I, c I can see Phenom and other companies just broadening their platform. Yeah. Uh, I, think the I think the customers, uh, this whole thing of point solutions is sort of, yes, there'll be point solutions, but mm -hmm. the less platforms in there, I mean, s s most companies have between probably eight and 20 technologies. Yeah. And the CIO is losing their mind because they have to integrate all the data. Yeah. And HR is not at the top of their list mm -hmm. with resources, with money to, to get this. So yeah. then the systems are poorly integrated, the data doesn't match, and then you're trying to think of holistic workforce and you go, ah, it's beyond me. Yeah. So I think technology is what's starting to kick this off okay. and, and it's going to make it, it's a really exciting time. I, I like, I think you're 100% right with technology kicking this off. I think the need or the expectation, I should say, of the most seam, seamless process or streamlined process for everything in our lives has, has taken precedence, right? Yep. We are seeing the e-commerce experience really be mimicked in talent acquisition. And yep. then yep. the talent management side of the house, right, was like, wait, what about our employees? We're spending all of this capital on getting talent in. Yep. And then once they're there, kind of hands up, all right, the best of luck to you. I'm yep. sure that the, the conversations are a bit more intricate yeah, than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, so technology is is the, the driving force. Do you think that anything is, is particularly underrepresented right now when we discuss this as a whole? Um. As with respect to the technology, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think technology, and maybe I'll twist the question a little bit, but technology has been the blocker until a certain point. Like if you can't break the workforce down to sort of the skills level, mm -hmm. you, this doesn't really work. Yeah. And if you can do that, then like it's a whole new ballgame. Yeah. You, because you're re breaking down those skills and then reassembling those skills, breaking those skills and reassembling those skills, not with a rigid job description that lasts two years, mm -hmm. because my job changes every day. Yeah. I don't know about yours, but um, my job description doesn't look anything like what I do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the same for like 80% of the people. You know, some Unless you've got a really task job, which would be horrible, <laughs> you know, we put people in jobs that people don't like. Yeah. You know, so people want variety they yeah. want skills so I think coming back to the technology thing it's so exciting at the moment and then you've got chat GPT you've my head starting to explode with all this stuff <laughs> the opportunity is like you know coding is going to be 100 times quicker mm -hmm. it's really just what you can imagine yeah no th that makes sense I mean I, I think 
the immediate thought that pops into my mind when you mention skills yeah. are all of these organizations and really all organizations I think in general are focused on innovation, right? Yep. It is continuing to push the barriers. Yep. ChatGPT, very topical yep. right now, something that potentially could free up time, but oh, also absolutely. Absolutely. I logged in this morning, they added a, um, a voiceover to it. Today. Yes. So now you don't even have to read yes. what it's written yeah, I for saw you. Yeah, app this morning. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's this idea of, I think, saving time, doing things faster. And occasionally, I will listen to a podcast at you know one point one speed. If somebody's listening to this yeah. at two x speed, I apologize because <laughs> I know my voice gets quite high pitched. But when we talk about skills, folks that are coming into the workforce today, in two or three years, are going to be working on projects concepts, things that aren't even created today. So oh, I yeah. completely, completely agree. Now, I have to, to ask you this question since ChatGPT was brought up. Is it going to replace replace our jobs? Are we going to be run by robots? No, of course not. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's going to augment it. So yeah. it's going to be, well, we're going to become bionic, you know, in yes. some ways. We're all, we're all superheroes. Uh, uh, ChatGPT is so exciting, but it's really early days. As far as applications to HR, until you probably close the data mm -hmm. into a, which I know Phenom's doing, yeah. because you're not going to get your HR uh, rules and policies <laughs> from ChatGPT, you know, like no. the, the crazy stuff it is in there, like that's just not going to happen. But if you can close that data field and use ChatGPT, I mean, it'll, it'll be the best HR administrator out yeah. there and no one wants to do that work <laughs> you know no one wants to be on the end of a help desk for yeah. hr no telling people how to log in you know no. like you just want chat gpt to take care of it yeah i mean i i think from a perspective of and it was talked at, at the conference a little bit job descriptions right yeah um and there's some pushback about all of these job descriptions are going to look exactly the same I don't know how frequently you hop on career sites, but a lot of them already do. I, I know from my days as a recruiter, and maybe this I'm not the best example, but the first thing I would do is hop onto Google and say, yeah. all right, what are similar jobs? Yes. What can I pull in? What's unique, right? Yes. And back to that augmentation piece, it's really at the end of the day, all of this AI and all of this technology is going to serve up something for what, what Mahi called yesterday, you to be the judge of, right? Yeah. I don't think anyone is going to copy and paste this technology, or I'm sure someone will. Let's, I'm sure. I'm <laughs> let's sure. be honest. I mean, well, it's just it's one of the best research assistants you can get. Yes. Yeah. But you you don't ask its opinion yeah. because it's you know the the internet's a messy place. You know, like it's just <laughs> going to produce messy answers yeah. and and uh, and you need to qualify it. So, but if you ask it you know, provide statistical evidence and links to resources mm -hmm. to prove out a point, yeah. it goes and gets the links. Yes. I mean, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to read hours and hours of white papers. You can just get the data you want. Yeah. So I, instantly my life's a little bit easier because yeah. I'm constantly looking for that sort of information. Yeah. Um, I, I had a conversation yesterday uh, around this, and the one thing that, that jumped out to me is it, it's giving folks like you, it's giving recruiters, it's quite frankly giving everyone the time to build relationships, Yeah. right? Uh, as opposed to answering questions. I mean, the interview process between recruiters and talent is often a, a little bit of a, a tango or a dance, mm -hmm. right? It's a recruiter wants to 
interview someone and make sure that they're the best fit, but they're also selling the job at yes. the exact same time. Yes. And that's not a conversation that you can typically have over an email. I love chatbot and the capabilities that that has on a career site for folks to find yep. the right job, but you hire folks for their, their skills and their personality, right? You can always continue yep. to upskill them at the end of the day. And those conversations are, I think, what separates organizations that are doing well in talent yep. acquisition right now and the ones that are not. Well, so I, think, I think, sorry to cut you off. No, I, no, I, you're I, good. I think you're really hiring for potential. Yes. And skills can be taught. But it, you can't, there's some competencies, so that's probably something to throw into it. But if your ability to learn and be agile, to me, is more important than your technical skill. Because yeah. you can go through a course for three months and you'll learn that technical mm -hmm. skill. But you, if you don't have learning agility, you're not either going to be curious or interested or you're going to just shut down your learning. So I think learning agility is probably almost the number one and also knowing yourself very well like knowing your own strengths and weaknesses is really important because if you're the arbiter of your career right you get to choose what yeah. you do and where you go and if you don't have a good view of that you're gonna you're probably gonna learn the wrong things. Yeah. you probably learn the things that don't make any sense so uh, I think I think it's just such an exciting time no it, it is and it, that brings up an interesting point as well I remember I, probably a year or so ago, maybe six months, in the midst of the pandemic, I remember seeing a ton of things on social media about how in order to accelerate your career at a rapid pace, you need to job hop within three years and, and do all this. And I remember from yeah. talent acquisition, that was a red, that used to be a red flag. I think it will begin to get back into that, especially as organizations adopt what you're talking about, yeah. where it's really caring for the, the folks, the individuals in your organization and not looking at them as cogs in the wheel. Am I, am I yeah. way off there? No, or? no, I, I think you're getting to a really important point. I think the ability to create jobs that people enjoy is, is um, I think, all of what it's all about, yeah. right? If you get people to enjoy their role, they do wonderful things. But if, you, if they're bored, or you, you get that extra, maybe it's 20% or 30% uh, extra uh, value out of them. Mm -hmm because they're looking to do things above and beyond their job description. Um, but, but I think it's crazy that people have felt like they've had to move yeah. when they should be able to do it internally. So yes. I remember many years ago, I'm quite old, but the, there was this one company called it Velocity. The velocity of human capital movement was actually measured by the, CFO, the CHRO. Okay. We should be doing that. Yeah. You know, how many times are you moving your people through an organization? And who's not moving their people? And then look at attrition and look at engagement. Mm -hmm. And I'd say there's a really high correlation between how quickly you can move and change jobs and your ability to build a great workforce. Yeah. We had a, a discussion on this show a couple of weeks ago where we talked about the modern workday, right? And yeah. how it has shifted from what traditionally was the nine to five, clock in, clock out, move on with your mm -hmm. day, right? Work, life, balance, that whole thing. The lines have blurred, right? Yep. I, I, I believe drastically. but. In the end of that conversation, we talked a little bit about the employee review, right? And yep. typically that is such a negative thing where yeah. folks are anxious about it. But to your point, if you're adopting a philosophy that is along the lines of this velocity, right? Yeah. And you start to have those conversations of where do you want to be? Where, where do yeah. you want to grow? How can I help get you there? Yeah. As opposed to this is what your job is. This is what expectations you met. Um, 
and I, it's a daily process, I think, for managers. Oh, I totally agree. I, I think there's a mismatch between what is a 120-year-old industrial sort of theory. Yes. And Taylorism and all those things about doing a task and a job. And then you've got annual job mm-hmm. performance cycles. <laughs> I mean, so I could be really good in the first quarter yeah. and people would forget it about it and I have a bad final quarter and mm-hmm. then you have a recency effect. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I think you should be doing performance reviews every quarter. You know, just that's how quickly things are moving. Yeah. And you probably want to only want to hold people in a static job description for no more than a year and a half. Change the job description, change the brief, get them to do other things in the organization. How much do you think, because I, I love that concept, how much do you think job title plays a role in that? Um, you mentioned changing the job description. Yeah. Do you think that should be evaluated as well in that, maybe not quarterly, I yeah. think that would get messy on, especially imagine someone's LinkedIn profile. Yeah. Or, <laughs> Um, I think companies need to write, they do need to get their job descriptions sorted. I mean, most companies, have, they, you know, if you even ask HR, they'd say generally it's, it's a really tough job to get them, you know, because the hiring manager will redo a job description, put a different title on it and reband it. And there's no control. So there's 20 job descriptions with 20 different titles. Some of them do the same thing. Yeah. So to your point about titles, I think just cleaning it up is probably the most important thing. Just so people know, well, if I go from a P1 to a P2, whatever the coding is, yeah. I can see my career path. Mm-hmm. If you've got, if your job descriptions are a mess, you can't do that. You, yeah. can't, you don't know what your next job is. You don't know where you fit in the organization. So hopefully I'm answering that question. No, no, that's perfect. And I think really what we're, we're talking about as a whole is, is the data that we can yeah. gather from Correct. these things. It's all data. And I'm excited about it. I know we've talked here at Phenom quite a bit about career journeys, career paths, and things like that. But the ability to look at a job that excites you and see if someone else has made that path. So I come from a background in sales, a background in recruiting. Um, Marketing probably wasn't in the cards for me if I was in this role 30 years ago, right? Whatever that may be, because we looked at it from a step approach. You go from SDR to account manager to so on and so forth. But... I was able to make that jump because I know other folks have jumped from yep. that role into marketing, showcasing those stories yes. and I really putting them out in the open. I know we're talking about data, which is super private, yep. but getting the approval and saying, hey, if you start in this role, here's someone that went to a VP position. Yep. Here's another person yep. who went here. Do you think that's the future as well? Oh, absolutely. And I think you're talking about getting it down to the skills because I think the, the problem with job descriptions is they it's almost like a cloaking device. You know, you really <laughs> don't know their full skills. That's true. So you almost have to crowd surf an organization to find out the skills. Yeah. So we've got people, we, we often, we, we sort of, we're very agile. We're, we're not a massive organization. We, we certainly plan to be. Um, but we want to keep that DNA of really being able to crowdsource the organization for the the projects as well as internal projects. We've got people doing video who are not in marketing. Yeah. And they're amazing, you know. So that's what we want to continue to do. You know, just keep finding where people got strengths and using them. And they get so much energy out of that. That's what, you know, that's what might make a good week. Yeah. And this, it, it all comes down to, I think, 
building relationships with your employee yeah. and seeing who they truly are and who they truly bring to work. Yes. Like, we all want that work-life balance separation, I think, to some degree, right? Where it, some folks may not be okay getting that Slack message at, you know, 11.30 yeah, some, at exactly. night. Exactly. Some people aren't. But I, my kind of thing is the more you can engage people that want to learn and the job's enjoyable, yeah. they'll put up with the Slack message. Yeah. But if the job is horrible and exhausting, they're, they're going to say that's one Slack message too much and I'm leaving. Yeah. So, no, and, and you don't want that. No. <laughs> no you certainly do not. Um, so I have to ask you, uh, obviously, we're already towards the tail end of March at this point. This will probably air a, a little bit in April. What are you excited for uh, this upcoming year with, with Quantum Work and then the, the future beyond? Um, well, every we're, we're a pretty new organization, so every day is new and fresh. So um, it's Especially exciting. since your job description changes every day. Well, as well. <laughs> I just make it up as I go yeah. along, Devin. You know, like that's I'm allowed to do that. Yes. Um, yeah. I, look, I'm super excited by the partnerships. Yes. You know, like this one with with Phenom and growing those and and getting more depth into those. So. Uh, you know, becomes sort of part of the family. I think just this whole movement with um, the total workforce management thing, yes. uh, see all the software companies sort of starting to shift and there's a lot of momentum. Um, I think that's super exciting. And then you just throw in this sort of wild card of the chat GPT thing <laughs> and it's like, holy moly. So this is going to get fun. Yeah. yeah, it's good. No, it's. It, I think we all saw it coming. Yeah. But somehow it just popped up out of nowhere and yeah. I, there's even different type. I mean, you talked about video editing. There's video editing software that's yes. out there. Um, I heard in, in one of our keynotes the other day, uh, someone made a, a song about Phenom uh, sung by Snoop Dogg. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think they had the budget to get Snoop Dogg at no. this, this conference. So I imagine that there was some, some AI in, involved there as yeah. well. So it's, it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time to really embrace your employees and yeah. help encourage them learn their skills, learn what skills they yep. want to add in their tool belt and grow. Yeah. yeah, and we're having a great time building the strategies so that we can guide clients oh. uh, with this. And uh, there's so much, I mean, their head's spinning at the moment with all this that's going on. And we've got some really cool methodologies. You know, we're obsessed with design thinking. We've got diagnostics and so forth. So we're having a ball just trying to keep in front of the market. Awesome. It's good. That's that's fantastic. So, where can folks go to learn more about quantum work and, and uh, what the well, future I, I think have a look at the website. So, okay. quantumwork.com. Um, feel free to contact us. I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah. You can find me, Mark Condon. Uh, <laughs> feel free to message me. Okay. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we're happy to hear from you. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mark. Right, I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully, we'll be able to connect soon uh, and see what's next. Let's do this right. again next year. <laughs> All yeah. right, perfect, perfect. All right, thanks, cheers. Mark. Thank you. Bye. An amazing conversation with Mark Condon there. Uh, we could talk about a number of things. The one thing that jumped out at me re-listening to, to that interview slash last episode was when he talked about the holistic workforce and how folks are working in it, it, different departments in editing video. And last night I watched Ted, Ted Lasso and they talk about total football and it being positionless soccer essentially. And that's all that I could think about is the way that they were able to find success was to kind of remove the barriers of expectations, right? And I, I'm maybe paraphrasing here a bit, but what I think Mark is getting at is in order to prepare your organization for the future, 
you have to look at skills and what someone is bringing to the table. Maybe not specifically what their past positions were, but what skills and what attributes they can bring to your organization. That's only going to help you in the long run. It's going to help those folks grow, and it's also going to help your organization grow. When we think of the traditional job description and how if you're looking for someone in learning and development, they have to have a learning and development past. I know organizations, and in, in Phenom is one of these, who found success in those departments with hiring teachers. There's business developments who've been teachers in the past, and they've taken their transferable skills of problem solving on a classroom basis and applied it to new positions. And they've found success doing that. I truly believe Mark is onto something here, even though we kind of joked about it at the top of the program, that there wasn't a need for another consultancy agency. However, he really is taking a different look at it and saying, we have to look at the skills ontology of an organization, see where there's areas are need, there's areas of need and get creative in the future. And I, I think that's where talent acquisition is headed because everything is changing so frequently. He mentioned chat GPT. I mentioned the Snoop Dogg video. Those were things that were unfathomable, maybe not even a year ago, six months, if that. So Everything is moving at a rapid pace and you truly have to prepare yourself and change your way of thinking, rewire your brain to find success and to adopt a holistic workforce as a whole. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoy the NFL draft tonight. Jen, I know you won't be watching. Uh, John, I hope you enjoy the NFL draft, but if anyone has any more questions, as Mark mentioned, he is available on LinkedIn. I look forward to having him on the show maybe in you know, six, seven months where we can talk about how these things have advanced, how the economy has played a role, so on and so forth. But I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. Tune in next week. Uh, we are kicking off a new season of Town Experience Live. We're kind of taking the seasonal approach where we want to tackle specific topics. This past season was kind of partners and the future of work, um, where things are headed. But next month, we are going to, to really tackle artificial intelligence, specifically around generative AI. Uh, I know the upcoming live event is on phenom.com. It is the debut of Phenom X Plus. So if you haven't registered for that yet, certainly do so. You can't miss it if you log on to phenom.com. Uh, but next week, I'm going to be joined uh, by John Harrington. And it is... That's right. It's May the 4th. So it is going to be a May the 4th be with you type of AI episode. We're going to take some learnings from George Lucas's masterpiece of Star Wars and applying it to really AI in HR today, in the workforce today. So you won't want to miss that episode. As always, if you missed any of today's program, you can always catch the replay on YouTube here on LinkedIn or Facebook, as well as Spotify, Apple Music, and everything in between. I'm sure you'll see some clips on Instagram and TikTok. But in the meantime, I hope everyone has a fantastic rest of the day. I hope everyone has a fantastic Friday. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Talent Experience Live, of course, is proudly brought to you by the good folks here at Phenom, whose purpose is to help a billion people find the right job. Our intelligent talent experience platform, which helps candidates find the right roles faster. Employees evolve in their current roles and beyond. Recruiters achieve some next level productivity and managers 
build better teams with data and analytics. And of course, all of this is powered by super slick artificial intelligence and machine learning. So head on over to phenom.com to learn more. While you're there, check out the promo for I am Phenom. It is right on the homepage. Don't be afraid to click on it, see who keynote speakers are gonna be, see what session tracks are happening and everything in between, including networking and party.